0: Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1602, and it is Thanksgiving Day here in the United States, and so please allow me a moment to just express my gratitude for you for joining me for Star Wars 7x7, whether it's daily, whether you're catching it once a week and binging it, whether you're listening to it via audio, whether you're watching it on video, however, you are experiencing Star Wars 7x7, and for However long you have, whether it's been just the last couple of months or the last couple of years, thank you so much for making Star Wars 7x7 part of your routine. I greatly appreciate it, and I look forward to many, many more years of doing this with you. Now, there's another reason to be grateful today (laughs) since we've been talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special. The part that we're talking about today is actually the most interesting part of the Star Wars Holiday Special, and that's the part that has the infamous Boba Fett cartoon. This is definitely, without a doubt, even now watching it now, still the best part of this show. And not just because, oh wow, it introduces Boba Fett, which is, you know, a little bit odd in the sense that, you know, when Han realizes, you know, oh, you know, Boba Fett, our friend Boba Fett, like, he has you definitely not the history with Boba Fett that we're used to him having with Boba Fett so you know I know it's not canon okay whatever but you know there was that and we didn't necessarily know that there was going to be some antagonism between Han Solo and Boba Fett because this was 1978 Empire Strikes Back didn't come out until 1980 obviously and you know but even though Boba Fett showed up in the special edition and was, in theory, you know, part of that whole scene with Jabba the Hutt, even if you imagined yourself traveling back in time and having, you know, seen that scene the way Lucas intended it, you still wouldn't necessarily get the idea that Boba Fett and Han Solo were antagonists in any particular way. So, you know, it ultimately makes sense in that regard. But. You know, the idea in that cartoon that there's a mystical talisman that Han and Chewie are trying to find, and ultimately, like, there's a bizarre situation where they can't quite communicate. The rebels can't communicate with Han and Chewie, and they see, you know, a transmission from the cockpit, and Han is trussed up and hanging upside down, and they can't hear Chewie. And it's like, what is going on? And it turns out this talisman has, you know, some weird sleeping virus attached to it that only affects humans. And the only way to keep people alive until they get the vaccine for this virus is to keep them upside down. So the blood rushes to their heads like that's kind of an intriguing idea. Just even in general, like even 40 years later, it's kind of fascinating. But of course we find out boba fett who has that giant pronged weapon and is riding a dinosaur of all things it turns out that he's working for darth vader and somehow at just the right moment r2d2 is able to hack into a random transmission feed and happens to end up eavesdropping on the boba fett darth vader one so eh, yeah that's straining belief a little bit and Then, you know, once they discover, oh, Boba Fett is actually not who he says he is and is working with Darth Vader, Boba Fett's like, so long, suckas, and jets off out of the Millennium Falcon instead of actually turning it into a fight or anything like that, which is kind of interesting in its own way. But one of the weirder parts of the situation is the fact that you've got Lumpy, who is Chewbacca's son, watching this cartoon. And as the Imperials are searching the Wookiee household, he has to hide it. So that way the Imperial officer roaming around doesn't know what he's checking out, which suggests that this is rebel propaganda somehow and that he's not supposed to have this kind of rebel propaganda in his possession so That is kind of a a fascinating thing going on in the background that isn't really played up and you don't really think about it until you're, you know, a few years older and watching it as an adult with, you know, some idea of the subtext of the situation. Meanwhile, the stormtroopers have absolutely trashed Lumpy's room and torn the head off his stuffed bantha. That looked like a nice bantha, too. That was pretty awful. So... Lumpy goes up to clean his room, as directed by the Imperial Officer, which is, you know, one of the better, like, go clean your room. Good job, <laughs> the Imperial Officer. And decides that's the right moment to start building a mini transmitter for some reason, which features another comedy routine by Harvey Corman, who somehow is, you know, human but has circuits in him, and starts going... <laughs> and, you know, these sort of... Uh, almost you know VCR like effects where you know things are kind of stuttering or slowing down or speeding up awkwardly and things like that you know it's kind of inventive mime-ish in its own right and yet somehow it was almost like Twin Peaks-ish for me like I could see David Lynch making his characters do some you know weird facial expressions like these but be that as it may The weirdest part of the whole thing comes when there's suddenly a random Imperial transmission that all people are required to watch and it's a Life on Tatooine documentary and it's actually broadcast in real time so that people can see what life is like on Tatooine and be glad that their lives are better than this you know, horrible you know, den of iniquity <laughs> that they go into, which happens to be War's Cantina and is not being operated by the people we saw in the original Star Wars. Instead, it's being run by B. Arthur as the bartender and Harvey Korman makes yet another appearance as the infamous character who has a hole in his head and drinks by pouring liquid into the hole at the top of his head and he has been smitten with B. Arthur, and unfortunately, it is going to be an utterly unrequited affair. And yeah, that's pretty much your third half hour of the Star Wars Holiday special. Probably the most exciting because of the whole um, Boba Fett cartoon, all of that, but also, you know, definitely not as uncomfortable with the <laughs> Harvey Corman B. Arthur interaction as it was with Itchy and Diane Carroll, but yeah you know i guess you you know you take whatever uh you know whatever good things you can get out of a situation i guess anyway um yeah that's pretty much what you need to know about the third half hour of the star wars holiday special and yeah yeah surprise surprise on black friday we'll talk about the fourth and final half hour of the holiday special (laughs) so for now that's going to do it for this episode of the show Hope you will continue to subscribe to the show or subscribe to it already if you haven't done so already. Hope you'll consider also supporting this Daily Dose of Star Wars Joy at patreon.com sw7x7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.